Today, the Biden administration is secretly relocating plane loads of underage migrants. Uh, we'll get into that. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, also, the Biden administration doubles down on telling everyone, don't worry, inflation is actually a good thing. Don't pay attention to all of the times that it's happened in history. Also, uh, after a strong protest from employees, Southwest Airlines says that they are dropping their plan to get rid of their unvaccinated staff. We've got a lot coming up today, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to call this like the POC show. <laughs> it's just, it's just a bunch of us POCs out here, all right, representing. Uh, I've got uh, Eric July, of course, Blaze TV contributor and host of uh, For Canon's Sake. You can find yeah. him on YouTube, Young Rip of Five Nine. Uh, and also, we are joined once again by uh, rapper Zuby. I Happy said, I, lo- I love just calling you rapper. That I feel works. like that gives me way more credibility. <laughs> yeah, I have rappers on my show. It's no big deal. Rapper and, of course, host of Real Talk with Zuby. This is uh, Zuby once again joining us, not back in his homeland yet. Yeah, still on the road. Still yeah. on the road. It's been uh, 14 weeks away now. I'm trying to encourage him to just stay here illegally because of all <laughs> the cool kids are doing it. But he's not listening to me. He's too pure. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll convince him. Uh, all right, so let's get into the headlines of the day. So the Biden administration apparently is secretly relocating uh, mostly teenage, mi- they call them migrants, teenage migrants, underage migrants. These are, of course, uh, illegal immigrants who crossed the border and are now here undercover of darkness, they say, according to a new report by the New York Post. Uh, They said plane loads of underage migrants are being flown secretly into suburban New York. Uh, Because as it turns out, you can't have, I guess, thousands upon thousands of people crossing our borders, flooding our borders, uh, and just keep them in one centralized place underneath a bridge. I guess they're just now realizing you have to actually put these people somewhere. And so what they're doing is they're just trying to strategically spread them out uh, across the United States. Uh, the Post specifically reported on some flights that landed at West Westchester County Airport near White Plains, New York. Uh, this is an hour away from Midtown Manhattan. These migrants are reportedly being taken to Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, small towns in upstate New York and neighboring Connecticut. Uh, They also said that around 2,000 migrants uh, were nabbed after sneaking into the U.S. from Mexico that are now uh, on these flights that they are sending to New York. Um, Jen Psaki, or as we like to call her on this program, the poor man's peppermint patty, was asked about this. And uh, she she says they're not being listen. They're not being flown in the dead of the night, okay? They're just really early flights, watch. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night? Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night, but let me tell you what's happening here. Um, it is our- 4.29 a.m. 
Well, he, very he, early in the morning. Here we are talking on. about early flights, earlier than you might like to take mm. a flight. Um, it is our legal responsibility mm. to safely care for unaccompanied children mm -hmm. until they swiftly can be swiftly unified with a parent or a vetted sponsor. And that's something we take seriously. We have a moral, a right obligation to uh, to do that, to deliver on that. As a part of the unification process, our Office of Refugee Resettlement facilitates travel for children in its custody to their families or sponsors across the country. So in recent weeks, uh, unaccompanied children passed through the Westchester Airport, which I think is what you're referring to, en route to their final destination to be unified with their parents or vetted sponsor. It's no surprise uh, that kids can be seen traveling through states, uh, not just New York. It's something that we're also working to unite children with their family members or vetted sponsors in other parts of the country as well. Uh, I just want to throw this in into the conversation for perspective. Data from Customs and Border Protection show that more than 112,000 unaccompanied minors entered the United States just between February and August of this year. Um, just to like for comparison's sake, between October 2018 and January 2021, uh, there were about 130,000 in all of those years. Here we have a, roughly the same amount February. Uh, through August. So, uh, you know what? Something tells me that they are not actually uh, reuniting. This isn't a reunification process. Um, but I don't know. What, what am I just being? Am I just being naive? Well, right? it's hard to say what it actually is. I mean, definitely considering the time, which is very odd, and two thirty in the a.m., which is just an earlier. Oh, is that? It's just an earlier just flight a, that you'd yeah, like to take. That, that's exactly okay. uh, <laughs> not in the middle of the night or anything like that. <laughs> right. That no, has nothing please. to do with, <laughs> <laughs> do with the strategy or anything. But seriously. This is a subject, I don't know if you remember, Sarah, when we would talk about this, I would always bring up exactly what she referenced, and that was the Refugee Resettlement Program. Mm -hmm. And I would say that even the libertarians who claim to be more privy to, I guess, the concept of immigration, that would be something that they were would be uh, against, because mm -hmm. what that is, it's a rotten, it's been a rotten program since its beginning, since its inception. But that's my, my focal point of it all, in that a lot of taxpayer dollars is being used to subsidize these migrant efforts, like as in they're stealing, <laughs> stealing from you, mm -hmm. and then they will then, I mean, they do get offered all sorts of deals when it comes to like, uh, you know, uh, Medicare, not necessarily Medicare, but you get what it is mm -hmm. that I'm saying, basically government-sponsored government, government um, education efforts as well as medical efforts, and they get paid for that, and it's coming out of the pocket of, of, of you. This isn't some I institution in which it's just facilitating the quote-unquote sponsors that are then bringing these people in uh, to house them and obviously, you know, take sort of some sort of responsibility. That would be, I think, really when it comes to anybody, definitely when we're talking about unaccompanied minors. I don't know if most people will be against that if, again, we were dealing with an effort in which those sponsors themselves were saying, okay, here is, I have X amount of dollars, I will pay for this person, and I also will take responsibility, not only just for this person, uh, or for this minor, or rather, what they end up doing yeah. if it may backfire or whatever it is. That's not what we've ever dealt with, and anybody that has talked about immigration in this country, no matter what side of the political aisle, as if that's been something like that, you're being disingenuous. Mm -hmm. This is just, yet another example of how they use under the quasi sort of refugee resettlement program which is basically tax 
subsidized, the taxpayer subsidizing of a migrant effort. It's been going on for years, and I would encourage, I, I even covered this like on my show, like I'm talking about five years ago, I was talking about this. I would encourage people to actually go look into it to not only see how much they get, but how much you are being stolen from uh, in order to subsidize this effort. It's a very rotten program, but this is just yet another example of it. They just went under the radar because they don't, they didn't want this kind of to be seen. Reporters uh, ended up doing their job, which is rarely uh, ever the case that they would actually do that. And they did their job, but now they uncovered this to where we have all these miners going in these weird areas through New York. I'm not sure why, but apparently they have sponsors out there in New York that's going to be taken care of. Zuby, I, and I totally agree with you. So let's throw that into the conversation, the refugee resettlement program and just how horrible it is. But let's also talk about, you know, Jen Psaki mentioned that we have a moral obligation for these children. And, you know, they want to play that card when it's convenient. But wouldn't the moral thing to do be to discourage people from sending their children on a dangerous journey where many things could happen to them. They could die. They could be sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they are at risk for all of these sorts of things. I mean, I just don't understand if they want to talk about the moral obligation. Shouldn't we be telling these people, don't come, don't take the dangerous journey. Certainly don't send your children on one. Yeah, it's a it's a weird situation. And this whole, you know, as an outsider, this U.S. Yeah. border situation, number one, it's a challenge that I think a lot of people don't understand the size and scale of the USA. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, especially if I'm in the UK or I'm in Europe and you're having these type of conversations, people forget that these are not one-to-one -one comparisons. The UK has a moat around it, right? The UK yeah. is a, it's an island out there. Same with somewhere like Australia. You can't just run over a multi-thousand mile border <laughs> right. to get through. So we're not dealing with the same scale of problems, whether you're talking about um, legal or illegal migration, or you're talking about drug tra trafficking, mm -hmm. or you're talking about human trafficking, sex trafficking, whatever it is. The USA really has its own very unique problem there. Um, now, I'm far from an expert on the situation, but one thing that I always find weird with it all is the utter lack of transparency. Whenever I'm seeing the border situation, whether it was what they were talking about, you know, back, back with Obama or then with Trump when it became the whole narrative of they're throwing children in cages right, and they're right. doing this and that. And then there was this huge migrant caravan at some point yeah, last mm -hmm, year, yes. which was all over the news and then suddenly disappeared. I don't really know what happened <laughs> with that. And now I understand the numbers are higher under Biden, but it's not really being covered mm -hmm. unless there was that situation where they called the guy with the, the guys oh, with the horse reins and they were saying that they yes. were yeah. Yeah. right. And then that, that <laughs> sort of just, yeah, yeah, so, oh, wait, and it was like, wait, from Haiti, Haiti is like over, <laughs> the, the, the whole thing to me yeah, is just weird. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, they didn't walk here from Haiti. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, my honest thing is I don't get what's going on. I don't understand. Understand it. Oh, to be fair, I don't think they do either. Yeah, no. I don't understand, and and there's no transparency. I don't know what the I don't know what the numbers are. Mm -hmm. These these unaccompanied minors who are coming over is the claim that their parents are already in the USA and they're joining them. A relative. A relative, sponsor. and they're right. A, sp a sponsor, okay. a relative, someone. It doesn't always have to be their parents. Okay, so so I don't I don't understand the the, the whole situation, and I think the. You know, like when it comes to any humanitarian issue, of course, there's always this, the sympathy and the empathy of you're dealing with individuals and people have different situations, right? There are people who are, okay, they're genuinely, they're genuine refugees. They're genuinely mm -hmm. fleeing some sort of, some sort of danger or um, political issue or, you know, their family's right. in trouble. That's, that's one situation. That's, that's not the same situation as someone who is simply seeking an op economic opportunity. Right. 
both human beings both should be you know, treated treated well but yeah. these are not the same situation and oftentimes they all kind of get lumped together where you the, the same thing happened in Europe in 2015 2016 they, they, they just call everyone a migrant mm -hmm. some people are asylum seekers some people are refugees some people are purely economic migrants some people are you know bad people human traffickers yeah. who are trying to take advantage and when you kind of lump them all together I think it's hard to know what the solution is so to me it's like okay there needs to be transparency and these things need to be parsed out and and then you can actually have i know there are already policies but it's just so it's it's so blurry and it's so politicized that something can happen under one president and people mm -hmm. turn a blind eye or don't talk about it even including in the media and then the same thing or worse happens under another president and suddenly it's it's nowhere to be found no one's talking about it and this before today, I had no idea about these flights yeah. Yeah. that are flying people yeah. out. Yeah. It's, it's all it's all new to me. Well, and you, I mean, you mentioned uh, the uh, the the way that they use the term migrants mm. and how it's all encompassing. Do you think that that's intentional? I do. Yeah, I I, I do actually because I, I know in Europe with this situation, they actually it was a bit different. They called everyone refugees. Mm -hmm. which was very untruthful, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Some people were refugees. Yeah, you're like, refugee has an actual it has a meaning. Yeah. It's, it's no. an actual term with an actual meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, asylum seeker, refugee, these things have specific meanings. There's nothing wrong with being an economic migrant. I mean, if I ended up living in the USA, I'd technically be some form of economic right. migrant, right? right people right. travel and work all over the world in different places. That's very common. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Most people there who are from the West or elsewhere are economic migrants you're there for a job opportunity to make money feed your family so on and so forth um but with that there there is also there's a process i know this i'm applying for a u.s visa right now right so and it's, it's expensive right yes. and it's yes. time consuming and, and and there is a process so even if you want to talk about what what is right and what is just and what is fair you also have to factor in the people who are doing things the way that it's supposed to be done mm -hmm. versus people who are just trying to take advantage or exploit a system, whether or not that system is right to begin with. Yeah. I think that's a whole other question. Um, so I'm honest enough to say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Um, I have a lot of questions yeah. uh, that I'd need to ask before I could really understand and, and commentate on the specifics of it in any sort of with, with any sort of clarity. Well, you want to migrate here, so have you considered just hopping a flight to Mexico and just... Running uh, over? Yeah, I've, I, I know a place where there's a lot of people passing through right now. You could end up at a bridge at first, but yeah. like you'll get processed right through. Uh, I, to, I don't know. I've heard about the guys on horseback. Just tell, and them, so. just tell them you're from Haiti. They'll give you some Uber Eats. You can just kind of hop back and forth and, and just avoid the guys on horseback. Yeah. You'll be fine. We'll, we'll see. You'll be fine. There's a, well, there's that, a, that, that speaks to why I have said that this whole process should be marketized and it's never really been that in this country at least not until you know up until more so recent modern era where it is a heavily politicized issue and that's because they do have a one-size-fits-all in terms of uh, of what they deem as a migrant even I have to try to whip these kind of beltway libertarians into shape because I've lived in South Texas mm -hmm. you know what I mean I've lived in Laredo I've lived uh, in these areas where I've seen it for my own eyes and I know that not everybody that is attempting to go here 
has the best intentions in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And to act like that's not a thing is being disingenuous. But they treat it all like it's everybody is the same. They are a refugee trying to flee in a very bad situation. Uh, Damn be the trafficking issues that may be associated with it or the multitude of other issues, which is why I say it should be marketized. So every single individual that sits up here and pontificates on the Internet, uh, lectures everybody about how we got all of this room. You reach in your own damn yeah. pockets and you subsidize whatever individual migrant sponsor them your damn self. And let's see you put your money where your mouth is. Is that probably going to happen? No. But when you treat it as if they have or rather they have been treating it where it's a one size fits all, it allows you to fall back on the state or rather the federal government to make it seem as if you are this kumbaya. I want to do great things. I want to save the world when you don't really have any sort of skin in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, All right. We've got more to come. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So um, here's the thing. Uh, I was just telling Zuby, hey, it might sound like fun to be homeless and live under a bridge with a bunch of Haitian migrants. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what you're into, uh, but it could happen. You could be homeless if you have to go through the uh, finding out the hard way about the crime of home title theft. So uh, the FBI actually calls this one of the fastest growing crimes in the country. And what happens is a cyber criminal will go into uh, where everyone's mortgages, all of your home's title documents are kept online. They can go in there. They can forge your signature. It will say that you sold your home to them and then they can borrow a bunch of money. All of this uh, retirement nest egg that you probably have, you've been saving up all of this equity in your home, they can deplete that and leave you in debt. You're not going to know it until it's too late unless you have Home Title Lock. All right, go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you are already a victim. You're not going to know it, like I said, until it's too late. You got to go to Home Title Lock. Use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That is HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO, HomeTitleLock.com. We were just talking about good old Peppermint Patty. Uh, she was not done in all of her uh, press conference. She also made the claim, you know, yesterday we talked about how she said, um, look, the supply chain is, uh, I'm sorry, inflation is actually a good thing, okay? You don't need to worry about all of these minor details about it. It's a good thing. Don't worry about it. Uh, the supply chain uh, delays, Pete Buttigieg said uh, that that's actually great because that means demand is up. So let's Look at the let's look at the bright side of things, guys. I mean, the the, the spinning on this is incredible. So Jen Psaki doubled down on these claims. Uh, I believe this was yet was it yesterday or today? It was today, actually. She doubled down on these claims and saying that uh, the backlog at the United States ports, the supply chain issue, is because um, more goods are being ordered because people are living the good life right now. All right, wages are up. We're doing great. Watch. The port of Long Beach yesterday saw this new record broken. 100 vessels at anchor waiting to enter. Normally, pre-COVID, they're seeing 17 ships, uh, give or take, at anchor. Is the president satisfied today on where things stand? The president is satisfied that progress continues to be made. And one of the reasons that uh, there has been uh, so much traffic uh, in a lot of these ports is because there are more goods that are being ordered by people across the country. People have more uh, money, expendable resources. Uh, their wages are up. More people are working than they were a year ago. Uh, and if you, in port to port, it's different. But statistically, some of these ports have 20%, 30% increased volume as a result of that. 
Do they even know like what inflation is? Do they know? Do they have any idea about any of this? Do they know that, no. that the average cost of things that that mean the average cost of things are going up? Do they know that oil was the cost of oil has rose like what sixty percent? Uh, yeah, price of oil rose by sixty percent over the past year. This wow. is a seven-year high. Mm. But don't worry because the, all these supply chain issues. It's not. No one dropped the ball. Nothing's going on. It's not that we're paying people to stay home. It's just that people are buying more because they're just so happy with all the money that they're making. They can't find another place to spend it. They just want to spend, 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 spend. That's what happens when economic illiterates run the country. That's what yeah. I said last time we were talking about this, when they first started kind of saying some weird things regarding uh, inflation. But all of their <laughs> economists are Keynesians that don't know what the hell they're talking about mm-hmm. in any of this regard. So and it doesn't generally impact them. They can vote to give themselves raises, uh, not seeming to understand a lot of these regular people who are salary worker workers, people that are saving money, have actually now lost money, uh, considering that, you know, their money is being jacked with. So you have a combination of a bunch of different things. Federal Reserve, in combination with the Treasury, does what it has historically done, print money uh, out of nowhere. Um, And uh, so you're increasing that money supply. And unfortunately, you're screwing with the economy in itself by, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. welfare statism and some of these economic restrictions that we have uh, in this country. So when you look at instances like that where they've had like this yeah you may get a influx like what you generally would start to see in in this side of the year but also people aren't working as well and she's completely missing that that element uh, of it where people are <laughs> seems like a pretty work- big yeah that's a big, like a pretty deal. big detail so because <laughs> what that is saying is that you don't have enough workers to really keep up with whatever demand that is being met it's not because the people aren't available to work it's not because the wages are crap no it's because of your welfare statism so what it is is a combination of a lot of different things or rather a few but they are too cocky to concede what the actual problem is. So I would think they are stupid enough. They can't uh, an economist that works for them probably is stupid enough to believe that, oh, this is all a great sign. This is fantastic uh, uh, news. Mm-hmm. But it's not. This is a very, very bad thing. And the fact that they're jacking all these people's uh, money up and then they laugh about it as if this is something that is that is a good thing just really goes to show how disconnected these people are. But these are very evil, evil, mm-hmm. evil things yeah. like this. These are evil people that we're dealing with. Yeah. I, Zuby, I want to add to this conversation. Uh, I saw this this screenshot of a Washington Post op ed that just blew my mind. Uh, it was called Don't Whine About Supply Chain Shortages or Empty Shelves. Yeah, uh, bread lines are good. Right. Well, I mean, literally, that's what it's saying. It's like look, you just need to lower. You just need to lower your expectations. Yeah. It's not that bread lines are bad. It's just that you don't appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that we are giving you bread to begin with. Mm-hmm. You are the one who needs to adjust your expectation. I'm like, are you? Are you kidding it's, me? It's, you guys don't understand any of this. Well, here's the thing. I think maybe they do. It's like this whole pandemic yeah. response situation, right? Yeah. I There's too much gnarly stuff for this all to be coincidence and incompetence. Mm-hmm. I can give some things up to be like, all right, maybe that's just stupidity or short-sightedness. But it gets to a level where I'm like, I think this is some parts of this are intentional. Right. It's a little bit like last time I was here, we were talking about the Afghanistan withdrawal. Right. You don't need to be a genius to know that you should withdraw the citizens before you withdraw 
the military, right? right? You got the Taliban waiting, waiting in caves to come flood the city. Let's get the people out first, you know, and let's not leave billions and billions of dollars of equipment behind yeah, for the be enemy and give them a list of names of people who collaborated with right, right? that yeah. too strikes me as malicious more than incompetence mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i don't know exactly what is going on within this whole state apparatus but with some of this stuff i'm just like you know eric used the word evil and i think a lot of times people are afraid to use that term because we always want to assume that people have good intentions yeah. right but in some of these cases it seems like the the goal is to consolidate wealth consolidate power, consolidate control. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you do when you weaken. Uh, here's, here's another thing that, sorry to interrupt my own thoughts. Something that's <laughs> been really interesting throughout this whole thing is that I've noticed that it seems to be people on the right who are caring about the little guy these days, yeah. right? You've got yes. these huge, whether it's big tech or big pharma, or big, mm -hmm. you've got these huge multinational corporations, organizations that are crushing crushing the middle class yeah. crushing people at the Small lower business, end of the exactly right you had walmart flourishing yeah. amazon all Biggest these huge wealth, wealth transfer huge yeah. companies right and you've got the the little mom and pop barbershop or the, you know forced to shut down forced to close not just in the U in the u.s they did yeah. the same thing in the uk across europe and what's really strange is seeing this alignment of many people on the left with all of these people who traditionally would have been their opposition and the right. people that they're critical of. And I'm seeing people who are more conservative or libertarian or on the right, the people who you know are framed as, you know, are you, you're a capitalist and just don't care about people or whatever. Yeah. We're the ones screaming out, going like, hey, these are the repercussions of lockdowns. Yeah. These are the repercussions of inflation. This is who it hits. Right. Vaccine mandates, this is who it hits. It's not hitting people up in their ivory towers in New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles or whatever, if you're flooding the border, it's not yeah. affecting them. If anything, they can now hire a cheaper gardener. Yeah. <laughs> but for the people who are down, like you said, in South Texas or people living in certain inner cities, those are the people who feel the brunt of it. Mm. So there seems to be this interesting switch of polarities yeah. in yeah. some way yeah. where, you know, you're even having all these strikes and walkouts and I'm, what I'm seeing who's rooting for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 who would have thought? Yeah. yeah, in the past it was, you know, the leftists and right. Labor, labor yeah, unions and whatever unions. Who, who, who are fighting for all that. So we're living in a really weird period in time where there's all these inversions going on and strange alliances, which I don't think people would have <laughs> predicted, no. you know, 10, 20 years ago. Right. I don't think anyone would have predicted any of the crap <laughs> that we've been going through the past 18 months. Well, except George Orwell. He did a pretty good job of it. Uh, all right. We've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So uh, if you like a good snack, during the day, but you are watching your weight, maybe you're on a diet, maybe you're just trying to eat. I hate, I know people are like, don't call it a diet. You gotta call it a lifestyle. And it is, You maybe you're trying to change your lifestyle by eating uh, more healthy and not like, I don't know, eating candy bars every day. You gotta try Built Bar, all right? It is a protein bar, but it is low in calorie. So it's high in the protein, it's low in calories. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, which I think is really what makes it. Cause they use this very, very, very high quality chocolate uh, and they mix it with all of these really delicious flavors. So you're gonna feel like you're eating a candy bar, but you are not. You are eating a protein bar that doesn't taste like cardboard. All right, you gotta go to built.com. Uh, you can check, get a mix box there, all right? They've got a couple, they've got a mix box where they throw in a couple of all of their regular flavors so you can try them, figure out which one you like the best, and then stock up. Go to built.com, use promo code NEWS15, you can save 15% off of your first order. That is NEWS15 over at built.com.
All right, an update on what is going on over at Southwest Airlines. So, of course, we've been covering the story as it's been uh, progressing. There were a lot of, well, I'm sorry. I was going to say that there were a lot of Southwest Airlines employees who kind of formed a coalition to do a sick out, but that, but we were told that that's not, it was just weather. weather. Mm. It was just the weather, weather delays, lots of cancellations for flights. It was just the weather and I think like the air traffic center. That nothing to see here, mm. uh, except there was no weather like problems all of these places that the flights were being canceled but uh so southwest airlines after they had said that they were going to put unvaccinated employees who uh have applied for exemptions but have not received one yet they were going to put them on unpaid leave starting uh in december starting by this federal deadline december 8th they have decided that um, they are going to scrap that plan. They have not fully backed off of their, you need to be fully vaccinated, but they have decided to scrap that plan. So what they said is uh, they will no longer be put on unpaid leave. They can continue to work and uh, they will be able to reapply for their medical exemptions or their religious exemptions if they had applied and not received it. They will be able to uh, ask the company to reconsider Consider. Yep. They said if the if the employee has new information or circumstances, it would like the company to consider. Um, it feels a lot like the company does not want to come out and say, we realize that we mm. will be screwed if you guys all leave. Mm -hmm. We will not be able to operate. Uh, it's almost like the workers have more power than they think they do and shouldn't be just bullied into doing this. But um, so it's not a full walk back. But it, I think it is progress. Um, I think Southwest just doesn't want the PR. And plus, you know, they do have the federal mandate where they, they have to, according to Joe Biden's executive order, they have to have uh, all of their employees vaccinated. So maybe they're trying to figure out how to, uh, to work around that, make everyone happy, sweep it under the rug. But mm -hmm. um, I want to get your thoughts. But I also want to just go ahead and show really quickly, there was actually a Southwest Airlines protest here in Dallas, which is, of course, where their headquarters is. Uh, our very own Savannah Hernandez, who is uh, the producer over at Slightly Offensive, went out there and uh, listened to these Southwest employees. Here is what some of them had to say. When does this stop? Two, uh, two shot vaccine, a booster, a second booster, a third booster. And then could this spill over into other sectors? I mean, when, when does this stop? And I've got four grandkids. And that's one reason why I'm fighting. When does it stop? I've been here 25 years and uh, just had one more year to retire. And uh, now they're telling me I have to take the job or take the jab or lose my job. And I'm, I just don't, I just don't want to give up my freedom like that. We're out here to protest being forced to do a medical procedure that is against what most of us want to do or what all of us want to do. We need freedom of choice in our health care. I mean, we got an email saying that if we weren't vaccinated, we were going to be fired. I'm scared that I'm going to lose my job. I'm scared I'm going to lose my benefits. I'm terrified. I don't, I don't want to find another job. I love this company. I love this job and I'd like to stay. But I, I'm not going to be forced to do something that I feel is dangerous and not in my best interest. Uh, as of right now, Southwest Airlines is requiring their new employees to be fully vaccinated. Uh, so it's difficult to say how this is going to turn out in the end. But at least for now, they have walked back the uh, unpaid leave plan. Is that a step in the right direction? Could be. I mean, this Southwest thing is very interesting. Um, 
keeping up with that. I know we had or Glenn show was that Southwest uh, Union, yes, the, a pilot yes, union uh, yes. uh, that was a part of that saying that they, of course, didn't support this. Mm-hmm. That's when I think it hurts. Now, this could be them trying to get ahead of a lot of this. We saw what happened with Delta um, as well. I have some inside information myself with a pilot friend saying that once we get closer to November, December, we probably haven't seen anything yet because pr- mainly the pilot, you can have as many workers as you want, but if ain't nobody flying them damn planes, mm-hmm. then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people, a lot of them being former military as well, that work for these airlines and that made the decision. They're like, I'm not doing it. Yep. Even if it's like only 20% of them, that that really jacks them up mm-hmm. because they do not have, I mean, you can't just teach someone to freaking drive a, a plane. <laughs> it's not how, how I mean, it we works. hope that's not what <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we hope that's not what they end up doing, but that's, that's not a that's a very difficult thing and uh, a buddy of mine was a, was a poly whose name obviously i won't say who, who's part of this industry is saying that uh, there's a lot of guys with his company mm-hmm. it's getting crazy and then once we get closer to like november and such they have their own mm-hmm. individual kind of mandates that are going mm-hmm. on a lot of those aren't going to get honored so you may be end up stranded somewhere mm-hmm. and we may be revisiting this mm-hmm. And like I, the cancellations, you mean? Exactly. Yeah. And I think I hate for people to be inconvenienced like that. But if that's what's necessary for these idiots to get it, fine. Um, I don't plan on going anywhere. But even if I did and got stuck, I'd be like, whatever, man. Like this has gotten insane. Mm-hmm. But this is just the people being able to see that they have a lot more power than they give yes. themselves credit for, especially when in unison say, you know what? No, yeah. I'm not going to comply with any of this m- moronic stuff. Southwest Muscle, though, is screwed up. It's how government money al- always works. They got all that bread laced up by way of the, uh, the government to try to keep them afloat, mm-hmm. right? I, they were actually one of the first companies to become, uh, airline companies to become profitable outside of the, uh, the pandemic, if you will, So because they, they took all of that bread. And now they like, it's the pay to play. This is how government works, yeah. pay to play. They gave you this bread, we expect you to honor uh, our rules. So that's why even though the CEO's like, I don't want to enforce this, he's kind of uh, within a bond. But it doesn't matter how he feels about it, Joe Biden feels about it. If they don't got anybody to fly them down planes, mm-hmm. they're going to be in trouble. Yep. Yep. Really? Absolutely. Um, I mean, firstly, I think one of the weird things about climate change is how it only affects certain airlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, on a, but on a serious note. Um, it's incredible. <laughs> it's very it's specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like COVID. Yeah, it's true. a very advanced disease yeah, as very, well. Very, it yeah. only targets you when you're standing, not sitting. Mm-hmm. If you're at a social justice protest, yep. it doesn't affect you. Yep. It's incredible. Yep. These yep. Things. Trump rally, not BLM rally, yeah, all of that. Very advanced. So it, it's, um, but, but on a serious note, I mean, I've been doing meetups throughout my time here in about eight different cities now. I had a big one in Austin, and um, there was a woman there who was a, a nurse, you know, and she was saying, you know, they're looking to fire me in the next couple of weeks, but I, I don't want to take this shot for X, Y, Z reasons. And this is happening all over the USA. This is happening all over the world, yeah. right? And if, you know, this is the th- weird thing. People are speaking out two sides of their mouth. Last year, what were we? La- what were they labeling all? Th- there was hero worship. One hundred percent. Firefighters, essential workers, mm-hmm. and now the same people. Less than a year later, all of a sudden villainizing them, wanting to fire them, causing them to lose their jobs, livelihoods. So this is something that's truly sinister and evil. Yeah. It's illogical. Even when it comes to these religious and medical exemptions, right? Yeah. I even don't even really like that because mm. I don't want it. Should that should be, be good enough. That should be good right, enough. Right, right, right. Right? Yes. I don't want or need this medical procedure or medicine, period. 
That's it, yeah. right? If you want to go deeper on my reasons, I can give you some reasons. But in a country like the USA, in any country, but especially in the UK's, Canada's, USA's, Australia's of the world, places that are supposed to be liberal democracies, freedom, mm-hmm. all of this, these are places where people have been screaming, my body, my choice, on the left side of the aisle for decades. And all of a sudden, it's your body, my choice. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to fire people. It doesn't even make sense given what we know about these particular injections these are not even shots which stop the virus in its tracks prevent infection prevent you from then at least someone can make the claim that if you get it you are helping to protect other people right in this case with what we know and what we've known now for months it purely protects the individual if it's raining and i have an umbrella it makes no sense for me to be (laughs) screaming that everyone else needs to have an umbrella i am protected right and so it's so illogical and when they do all of this this is what creates conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. because anyone who's thinking and who's calm and reasonable goes wait this this doesn't this doesn't make sense let What's me let on? me get let's get into that after okay. the breaks let's look into that and then I, I do want you to pick pick back up there because I, I think that that kind of goes with uh, with the next story that we have as well and it'll be a, a good conversation let me first thank uh, MD hearing aid so um, I don't know if you have a loved one in your life who is hard of hearing like I I do it's very very frustrating uh because it's like you're trying to talk to them and i don't know i sometimes i feel like this is just what husbands do but legitimately my husband has a hearing problem uh has a hearing aid and i was just getting so tired of repeating myself all the time so if that's you if you have a spouse who just cannot hear you and you're like you have to get tested, you need hearing aids. You gotta check out MD Hearing Aid. They are an FDA registered rechargeable hearing aid it costs a tiny fraction of what hearing aids cost. You won't know this unless you are in the market for a hearing aid. Average price of a hearing aid in America is over $2,400 a pair. All right, uh, this one is $299.99. It's a Volt Plus model each when you buy a pair, okay? It blew my mind. My husband came home with the hearing aid that he was using before, and I was like, I'm, so- I'm sorry, it costs-, it costs more than our mortgage? Are you serious? It's Insane. All right. MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who made it his mission to develop a quality hearing aid that anyone can afford. They're very, very sleek. No one will know that you're wearing it. The rechargeable battery life, it lasts up to 30 hours. They're cheaper. They're way better. You got to check them out. All right. You can go to mdhearingaid.com. Use promo code Y to get this buy one, get one offer. So it's $299.99 each. Uh, They're also adding in a free extra charging case that is a $100 value just for you. All right. So go to mdhearingaid.com. Use promo code Y. Zuby, all right, I want you to, to be able to um, to finish your thought here, but I want to add into it, because uh, I think this goes along with what you were saying. Mm-hmm. The Food and Drug Administration is expected to say this week that people can get uh, booster shots that are different from their initial doses. So you could get uh, the Moderna or the Johnson & Johnson mm-hmm. or the Pfizer, whichever you prefer. I mean, it probably makes more sense to get the first one uh, that you got, but hey, well, I mean, just, just go ahead and do it. Mm. One is better than, no- wait, no, three is better than two is what they're saying and to me it's like i don't i know we don't have science to show that 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 is how it works i know we don't because you you literally just made that up this week yet here we are they're running a lot of experiments right now and something people don't realize is happening internationally is because you've got these different rules in different countries and different vaccines are available and recognized in different countries. Mm -hmm. So I've heard stories of people who are coming from Asia and they want to go to Europe 
and they've got the double jab of uh, Sinovac or whatever one is available in their country, but then in, in Germany or in the UK, they don't recognize that one. I've heard stories of people like getting three different brands, Jeez. like five shots, different mixing and matching. That's happening a lot because wow. different countries recognize yeah. different shots. So for the people who are getting it to travel, which you know, I have my own issue with, mm -hmm. they're, they're just jumping through these hoops and injecting these different things into their body to meet these guidelines and i don't believe anyone has done any real no. research on or study on what how they that, how, yeah. interact in your body fingers crossed it's safe but yeah. i mean what are what's going on here there, there's so many weird things i mean from a scientific perspective one of the most crazy things is this elephant in the room of natural immunity mm -hmm. which they choose to continue to ignore and i think a lot of this stuff, some of these elephants are going to be the ultimate downfall of this Covidian regime yep. mm -hmm. because it's too obvious. Yeah. It, it, it's huge. You've got They've overplayed their hundreds hand. of millions of people, if not billions, by this stage in October 2021, already had the virus yep. recovered, yep. got strong immunity, at least as strong as the Vex, most yep. likely significantly stronger. Well, now um, they're saying if you're vaccinated, you, you actually should also, you should should also get maybe get natural immunity. <laughs> it's so and nutty. that's going to be what puts you over the top. It's so. It's, it's, so, it's so nutty, right? And I think this game in theater has gone on for far, far, far too long. Yeah. But the harder they keep playing their hand, the more people they start firing and pressure. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't recognize things until it comes to their doorstep, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Eric and I, yeah. for yourself, over a year, yeah. we have been ringing yes. the alarm. Yes. Saying, look, this is what's going on. It's a slippery slope. Yep. If you yep. allow this, it goes to this. Yep. And a lot of people rejected that until it suddenly came to them and saying, mm -hmm. oh, you, we, your kids can't participate in sport or maybe go to school yeah. unless they do this. Oh, you, you can't even keep your job. There are people who do remote work. Yeah. There are remote work companies mandating. <laughs> you yeah. cannot even pretend to tell me this is about science. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, 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 so... All of that, like people have different points when they wake up, but there are more and more people waking up. When you're looking at countries like Israel, now you're not fully vaccinated unless you've had three shots. Yep. All yep. those people who diligently went and got there too, yep. they're back on they're back unvaxxed again yeah, now. You're unvaxxed. <laughs> yeah, so. You've lost your green pass. You now can't go to the cinema, restaurants, gyms, etc. So while that is disheartening, it's also kind of encouraging. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, when they start pushing the fourth and yeah, the, the fifth, fifth and, and, yeah. it's not the, the sustainable. The jig ends up being up. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, this elephant of natural immunity, which they don't want to acknowledge they're going to have to at some point. I mean, even uh, coming out of the, what was that? I forget what, what they call it out there in the UK that keeps up with all the data where they came out with a study recently saying exactly that, mm -hmm. that, you know, they have at least as much protection uh, and that people that naturally got it in comparison to people that had two two shots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, look, they could sit and be mad all they want at, at that idea that there are people that recover, therefore they do not need this, th this jab. But the longer they kick that can down the road, obviously the more people look at this and say, wait a minute, yeah. none of this makes any damn sense. Yeah. Right. I've had people message me many of times just, None of this makes sense. I even was going along with it because I thought it made sense at the time. And now it, it I, come on, I can't accept, <laughs> I wanted it to be true. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't at first anyway, but I wanted it to be true. So I went along with it, but you went along with it so long that you start to see the, again, elephant is sitting right next to you like, mm -hmm. 
this doesn't make sense. This has nothing to do with science. We're talking about mixing and matching uh, uh, vaccinations, which usually generally a medication <laughs> sense. They usually say don't ever freaking do that. Yeah. And now we're talking about it with jabs. Look, man, I, <laughs> I pray to God that none of y'all start growing baby legs up and all kinds of stuff. But this don't make any damn sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> we gotta take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> That's gonna be... I'd like to thank all of you who have gone and left us a review uh, wherever you get your audio podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is. Thank you for your reviews. Uh, I'd like to just just ask uh, today of all days. Yesterday, I said an oopsie word that I wasn't supposed to say, and they had to bleep me. And I told you guys I was going to get an email, and I did get an email. So what I need you guys to do uh, to help me out is go over and leave a five-star review. Give us a leave a five-star uh, rating. Subscribe, and also give us a nice review. You may see it read on air as an added benefit for you, uh, like the one today from D. I, Doctor. I don't know how you. This this is just a bunch of letters. I don't know what it means. Uh, love it. Love, love, love the news and why it matters. News I can trust. Love all your guest co-hosts, especially Yako, Chad, Stu. Oh, who am I kidding? Love you all. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for your review. Uh, bail me out and uh, make sure the Blaze Overlords are not mad at me by going and leaving your five-star review. Also, don't forget, you got to follow Zuby. Listen to his music, ZubiMusic.com. Am I right there? That's right. And also, Eric Jill. Young Ripa 5-9. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.